Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Talking voices mumbling from the streets. Talking about the haters and who they will retreat. Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the job. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, oh, whoa, whoa, I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, 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 let me talk. One Warrior of Compassion Reflections, available every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Good morning, everyone who tunes in live. We started a little bit early today on the suspicion that something might happen to our broadcast since every once in a while things tend to go awry when we're broadcasting at these specific moments when what we are saying or doing is the most important. So welcome to Study 19 of Warrior of Compassion Reflection. And, of course, you can... Listen to that at 11.30 today or any time as it will be moved to the archives. If you are still with us and you are at Study 19, you are moving closer to the end of your study as a warrior of compassion and about to be a full member of the WOCG, that is the Warrior of Compassion Guild, which is a virtual guild where we meet together through our actions and through our desire to set the world free. The Warrior of Compassion is dedicated to self-knowledge and personal growth, as well as dedicated to building community and making the world a better place. Where is community? You may ask this question, like the one postulated in the Bible, where the question was asked, who is my neighbor? can be answered quite easily. The answer, of course, turned out to be anyone you treat like a neighbor, which should be everyone, and that is our community, everyone that we treat like community. For the warrior, the community is larger than just a neighborhood. It is a state, it is a country, it is the world, it is every species, and even the whole cosmos, if you are able to hear this. We were to heal the whole world and to struggle against negative forces so that others can study and grow and prosper and enjoy themselves. We walk in love and peace and justice and power and the things that we do, our actions, will last as cleansing agents in this world for eternity. If this is the first show you have listened to, I suggest You go all the way back to the beginning at Study 1 in our archives. We listen to one episode per month. Then we do the exercises that accompany these lessons to promote physical, mental, and spiritual strength. When you have completed these lessons, you will be a spiritual giant. And, of course, if there are some exercises that you cannot do, feel free to substitute something similar, but do some exercises and realize that all exercises are not good for all people. Please check with your doctor before starting a new physical program. 
And so we'll move ahead very, very soon into lesson number 19. Would. 
he slowly began to feel himself tiring and running out of strength. The small branch that he held onto began to slide. He could see the root of the small tree beginning to come out of its place in the rocks. At the same time, he noticed something else. Right next to this tree, in the brambles of vines, there was a small strawberry plant, wild strawberries. He stretched himself up, reached out and picked the strawberry. He put it into his mouth and savored the taste. He enjoyed the sweetness. For the first time in his life, he found that he's calm enough to really taste it. Everything around him was peaceful. The strawberry was exquisite. Then the branch broke loose. What is the meaning of this story? This is a story about a man who did not learn the secret of life until the very end. This was a man who was surrounded by the awe and splendor of this creation for years and years and who never took the time to appreciate it. He was probably always worried about the future. Perhaps he, like many of us, would look at problems that had happened in the past and would project them into the future, prophesying about what our lives would be years and years in advance. Maybe he was a goal setter. Maybe he was someone who would write down an action plan and act according to that, set and measure his goals. He would put off his life and living until he attained the big goal for which he was striving. Maybe he never really learned how to live in the present because he was either trying to conquer the future or to avoid the future. His horrific circumstance in this story was the only one that really made him take the time to experience the now. He experienced it well. With death impending, he reached out and tasted life and loved it. He cherished it. This is somewhat like a story about a person who is about to go camping. He or she gets trapped in the cabin. The kerosene lamp explodes in front of the door when she finds that she is trapped in the cabin and cannot get out. She goes to the cabinet, pulled out marshmallows and a long-handled fork. She roasts a couple of them and eats them. They're excellent. As she is chewing, she takes a towel, soaks it in water, puts it over her head, wraps it around her face best she can. She soaks her body with water, bursts through the fire, through the door, dives on the ground, rolls to make sure that there are no flames, and swallows. The story may sound quite impossible. Who would be calm enough to do all of those things if they were trapped in fire? You may ask, perhaps someone who was trained to deal with fire. Perhaps a fireman, perhaps someone who often lives a daring life full of risks, like an evil Knievel type person. Perhaps a warrior. Perhaps a warrior who has come to terms with the idea of his own death in order to come to terms with one's own death. However, one has to truly embrace life. In this story, the warrior embraced life fully, knowing that she, through her own actions to save herself, could possibly die when one finds the beauty that surrounds her or him, one enters into life fully. When one breaks free of the chains that bind us, one enters into that beauty, no matter what the cost or circumstances. This is expressed in the parable that says, 
Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for the sake of the good news will save it. What is the good news? The good news in Scripture was that the kingdom of God is within reach. It is that the rule of love was right in the heart of each person and within the groups who came together in love. The good news is that one does not need to go here or there to reach a place of love, compassion, justice, and equity. It is already here. All that one needs to do, all that a group needs to do is to reach out wholeheartedly and take it. It means giving up one's life, giving it up to enter into the dream of reality, a reality of peace, love, and fairness. This has always been the way of the warrior. Is this road too hard for you? Do you want to live the life that the dominant culture tells you is right? Do you want to turn back, settle for success in their eyes? Do you want to close your eyes or put on blinders so that you can follow the path through the garden that leads to destruction? Or do you want to spread your wings and fly on the winds of pleasure or turmoil and pain to rise up higher so that you can see everything clearly? Flying can be dangerous, but sometimes it beats crawling. Be a warrior. Fight the good fight. Fight the fight against fear, falsity, and attachment in the self. Be free of the things that drain you and take away your energy and potential. Walk in love, bringing forth justice for all people, even those who you don't consider friends have no external enemies. Work to bring about life. Let them work to bring about death. You work to bring about life and harmony. Reclaim your life and your power for yourself so that you can give it to others and create a better world. When you begin to do the actions of the blind and the evil, you become the blind and the evil. Set your code of ethics in stone, but always be flexible. Err on the side of love and truth. Stand firm and spread your roots deeply, and you will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water who gives forth fruit in your season the fruit of harmony, the fruit of hope, the fruit of justice, and the fruit of love. Gilmore is available for speaking engagements and for leading workshops on both spirituality and anti-oppression. If you would like to become empowered to change your institution or in order to find the power in yourself 
to make your situation better and to help improve the world. Please contact us. You can find our contact information at www.nextstepcoaching.forthenumberttheletter.com That is www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com Or you can go to our Facebook page. There's a link from our website. We hope to hear from you very, very soon. All of our honorariums and payments go in order to help us continue doing this radio show and to help us to live in a way that connects fully and completely with our life ministry, which is to help end oppression in this world, to help end the effects of oppression that many people may feel and suffer from, and to help lift up all of those people who have worked very hard and who have been very creative in order to make this world a better place, but who have not received any credit. You can make a donation at Water of Compassion Caring at our website, or you can buy some of our books. That always helps. And now, back to the radio show. And now we move to our FYC for your consideration section of the book. FYC. Warrior. I went to a bed and breakfast in Conway, New Hampshire one weekend alone. It was over the Thanksgiving Day weekend, I think. I took my cross-country skis. I was hoping for snow that never came, but the weekend still was quite interesting and quite beautiful. It was quiet. There were several couples there who were going out to the discount warehouses, shopping for Christmas presents for friends and loved ones. Some were on vacation from far-off lands from different countries. I was there simply to relax. The bed and breakfast was beautiful. The living room had overstuffed chairs and sofas full of soft, thick pillows. The walls were dark and warm colored. Each room had a fireplace with a blazing fire glowing and a decanter of brandy sitting in the middle of the coffee table surrounded by a set of small matching cups. The brandy was also in every room. Every day in the afternoon, they would place various cakes, cookies, pies, and candies in a room at the central location, along with coffee, tea, and hot chocolate for anyone to enjoy. One could sit in front of the fire, eat and drink and dream. One could dare to daydream. One could remember the past. One could remember the beautiful moments and the ugly. One could relive the pains and the pleasures. One could find meaning in all of the hurts and in all the pleasures. One could come in contact with the divine spark within the self, the inner small voice that was often silent, but often more aware of the workings of life than our boisterous, constantly chattering ego. The reason that I refer to the small voice as a spark of the divine is because it is so different than the voice of our thoughts. It is different 
from the thing that we hear fed back to us during our daily lives in our heads. It is not that punitive voice that always puts us down when we do not match up to crazy predetermined standards. It is not the voice that is always judging and misjudging others or comparing us to everyone else. It is not the voice that makes up excuses or the voice that is afraid. It is a soothing voice. It is a higher voice. It is a voice that exudes the love, kindness, and gentleness that many human beings think of when they think of the divine. God, goddess, wisdom, the logos, love by any other name. When one lives in the presence of this voice, when one enters into it fully, in those brief moments when this inner voice is dominant, when this inner voice is equal to and is the voice of our egos, we realize that life is beautiful. We realize that life is joyful. We realize that life is a gift. Love is a gift. Nature is a gift. We realize that the whole journey and the opportunity to feel and to experience is a gift, and that life itself is never the problem. This living, this structure of rules that we have set up or accepted as the only way of living is the problem. Being a warrior of compassion means reclaiming one's own reality and proactively living one's own lives in the midst of unpleasant circumstances. If your philosophy or religion does not work, when you find yourself in the midst of the fire, find a new one. The warrior's life is one of living in the moment. The warrior's philosophy is not one about avoiding life, but merging with the positive and the negative in order to bring about justice and harmony. Life has nothing whatever to do with living the principles set in place in a consumer runaway capitalist Western culture. Life is about experiencing. It is about breaking free from the sins or the chains that so easily beset us, as the Apostle Paul put it, and connecting with the ground of being. It is about connecting with reality on all levels. When we live our lives with our feet firmly planted on the ground, taking on the occurrences in our lives as they come, as we live our lives according to our own character, filtering out what is useless, letting go of that which is designated as good or bad by others, and we begin to live aligned with the ideals in our head of what is good or bad to us and for us, we enter into life. We truly begin to live. We realize that life is great. Of course, this is something we will never learn from most of our religions. As I speak of religion, I am not only speaking about something that happens in a church. I'm speaking about orthodox belief systems. I'm speaking about thought systems sanctioned and reinforced by large numbers of people being the only right way or even the best right way. 
speaking about the formal or informal organization of a fundamentalist ideology that says that we are right and they are wrong. I'm speaking about lifting the small voice from the ego, the mind of humankind that is always judging, always chattering, always comparing someone else up as God or as the ultimate truth. Such orthodoxy separates us from our families, separates groups of people from each other, separates us from our humanity and forces us to deny the goodness and beauty of life. It makes us fear of newness and change, which is the glory of life. It steals away our joy, the joy of living, and gives us a counterfeit code whereby we should live. When we let go of the orthodoxy, we will find joy. When we let go of how life should be and accept life as it is, we find joy. For life is all about joy. Religion, true religion, is not about suffering all of the time. It is a guide, a map about how to enter into that joy and maintain a sense of it. When is the last time you laughed so hard that your side began to ache? When is the last time that you danced so much that you ran out of breath and you had to sit down? When is the last time you talked so much that you forgot all the rules of how you were supposed to behave and then got home and worried that you might have said too much? You worried that you might have shown too much of yourself in public. You cannot remember the last time where it wasn't yesterday and you don't think that life is great, that might be why. Living another person's life, living life by a standard set up by someone else or one that has been conditioned into us through the back door will always create a miserable life. Living the life that our hearts tell us that we should live, however, always makes life beautiful. For the still, small voice, the voice of the heart, speaks of living a life of peace. It speaks of living a life of gentleness. It speaks of living a life in harmony with the earth and our fellow beings. It speaks of living life in harmony with the divine, where we find out that love and joy are found in the simple things like laughter, tears, conversations we share into the late hours. In these things, in the simple things, we find joy and we find life. The book we are featuring this week is called On Being Love's Warrior, a warrior's manual on becoming the compassionate warrior within And as promised, we will be dedicating some of our radio shows to how to become this compassionate warrior within by doing some commentary and then reading a few pieces from this book so that you can help create a better world and so that you can reclaim the best parts of yourself, the lovely, the beautiful, the divine, the creative self 
that lies at the center of your being. Come to the last section of our reading for today, of our reading from Word of Compassion Study 19. Next month, you will move on to Word of Compassion Study 20, and there will only be one more following that lesson. So you have almost completed this very long self-study course and internet study course on how to become a powerful warrior of compassion. I'm hoping that you are doing the exercises or some that are comparable. This month's exercise, TME, continue your exercises and your meditation. If you have been holding the balloon or holding the ball all this time, you may want to try something new. The next move is called holding the belly. Holding the belly is done in the following way. As you are standing in the holding the balloon position, just lower your hands slowly and let them swing open naturally until they are about one foot apart and right in front of your belly. Imagine that your belly is giant and that you are holding it with your hands. Imagine that you have a small balloon under each arm. And imagine that you have a very small balloon between each finger and the finger and the thumbs, making your fingers spread. Do the holding the ball posture for 15 minutes, the holding the balloon posture, and then add the holding the belly posture for the last five minutes. These postures are called Jung Jung. They are known as standing like a tree postures. These postures will teach you how to relax in the midst of turmoil and in the midst of the fire. Whenever you feel pain in a certain area, imagine breathing into that area, sending relaxation to it. By now, if you have been doing these exercises, or any regularly, you're probably finding that your strength and endurance has increased greatly and you're more able to deal with anger and frustration. Continue to do the above exercises for the next month. Also, take a look in the entertainment section of your local paper. Find something that is going on that you know nothing about and have always been curious about 
or something that you know know nothing about and have no interest in whatsoever. Arrange to go to the activity and take part in it. See if you can find the time to do that at least two times this month. Take notes about your thoughts and feelings and about the event while you are there or right after you leave. Just look them over. Consider what you are feeling and why. Self-knowledge is the key to personal power, and the mind is the door that opens great warrior. Namaste, everyone. In the next month, we will be moving to study number 20. We are on this path. Exploring spirituality very deeply can be very difficult, especially in a society like ours, and especially for people who are African-American and who don't fit in the mainstream. The problem with going to place it in the mainstream is that we often went into a wall of racism and negativity. Sometimes we're not even allowed in the true sacred circles where they explore deep spirituality. Often in our own communities, we are surrounded by the black church, which understands any type of spirituality, except for Christianity, to be from demons or the devil. This even includes the spirituality of our ancestors. We have written a book called Coming Up on the Rough Side, a memoir about the experiences of Om Prakash Gilmore working hard in order to take a hold of this being that some call God in a mystical sense. Read about the journey of Om Prakash, the struggle against the church, the white community, and many of the social implications of life that stifled and almost destroyed him as he continually sought to merge with the divine because of a deeply seated desire planted within his heart. You can purchase this book at Amazon.com or Clearspace.com or you can go to our website at www nextstepcoaching.forthenumberttheletter.com that is www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com and on one of our website pages you will find a link taking you directly to amazon.com where you can learn just a little bit more about the book. Fifty million voices mumbling from the streets, talking about the haters and who they will mistreat. Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the jobs. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, oh, whoa, whoa, I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk.
Let me talk on Warrior of Compassion Reflections. Available every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m.